I hope you all have had a fantastic week and a great Memorial Day. Tonight is going to be a great show. It is Tuesday, and this is the Joey Harris Show from May 27th, 2014. Folks, we are continuing the TV discussion from last week, and uh, I've got some uh, great things that to talk about tonight, and returning again for his either fourth or fifth or maybe sixth appearance on this show, is my very special guest tonight is Big TJ. How are you tonight, sir? Always blessed. Glad to be in the building, man. How are we doing? Dude, I am doing just so great. Uh, Just so thankful to be up and around and and moving around. And I thought I was putting the show together today. Um, Two weeks ago, I talked on my show about all the upcoming movies that are coming out in the next couple of years and the trend that I've seen. Last week I talked about all the new shows that are coming out this fall or, or the next um, TV year. This week I wanted to talk about some things that have happened or are about to happen, and uh, there are at least a couple of points and many, many more. I said I've got to have somebody on here that knows this, that is an authority, and you immediately came to mind. I said, well, it's last minute. I don't know if I can get him. I, I sent the word out to you. You said, absolutely, I'll come on. So I thank you for for that. So let's just go ahead. We're going to jump right into it, okay? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. For this upcoming, the 2014-2015 Television Network Year Uh, We're going to start off at CBS Thursday night Is the number one network And this is their number one Night This is what CBS has on Thursday nights You've got the Big Bang series The number one comedy on television Today Recently within the past couple of years Signed the big syndication deal Every time that it's been renewed the past few times, it's been renewed for multiple seasons. Big money for everyone involved in that show, both creators, television studios, production studios, and the actors. You've got Two and a Half Men. It is is the number one show worldwide, Two and a Half Men, a huge syndication deal, entering its final season next year. And then you've got what I call the third tentpole, Elementary, renewed for a third season, and it has just signed the syndication deal with WGN America as well as as Hulu Plus. CBS gambles all of this Thursday night and paid $300 million to air eight games of football on Thursday nights. What is your thought? Um, it's smart, really. I mean, when you think about it, you know, they, they have all of that stuff, all those great shows. And then, you know, the NFL is a billion-dollar uh, organization, so I understand why CBS will want to be a part of it. I mean, um, the question was asked if the NFL is, is, is being saturated by putting itself in overexposing. You know, I don't think that it is. Um, I think, if, if anything, uh, they're setting themselves up uh, to to be a power as long as they can. I think the game itself is going to change uh, in the coming years as it becomes more exposed. More people are going to start asking questions. 
more casual fans will come because they're used to CBS. Like some older folks with the old school TVs, their TV stays on CBS, so they're going to watch football just because. Um, they don't want to change the channel. They don't want to get up and turn it. So um, I think it's I think it's a smart deal. I think CBS is going to reap some benefits from it because of the advertising dollars that will come from the deal. Well, you know, I, I happen to agree with you. Um, the largest ad revenue night for uh, any network is Thursday night. And that is simply because, and it has been for, for decades, and it's simply because the ad revenue goes up because the movie companies show their trailers for movies on Thursday night on television for their movies coming out on Friday. So any right. ad revenue that, that comes out that night automatically goes up. I read this afternoon. I, I don't know if this is correct or not. I didn't double-check it. I just I just read it preparing for the show this afternoon. From ABC, which uh, owned by Disney uh, through ESPN, from NBC, from Fox, and from CBS, the NFL is going to pick up $3 billion worth of licensing fees for their games um, this upcoming season. Um, if I would bet anything, I would bet that that was a low number because uh, football is our national pastime now and they want to add more games to it. And this is just eight games over the season. You don't have to bring in any special crew. You've already got your Sunday football crew. They'll just roll right. over and do an ex- extra night for extra money. That's part of the reason I believe they got rid of uh, – who they get rid of? Marino and Sharp. Marino and part of Sharp, that, yeah. That, I think that's part of the reason why they're freeing up some money because some of these guys are going to be uh, double-dipping. Uh, for eight eight of these weeks, because you know they're going to have their Sunday night show or their Sunday afternoon show, and sometimes that bleeds over into Sunday night, doing post show and wrap up and long games, and then you go around and you got to do eight games uh, during the uh, network season. I think they do exactly what they were doing. I think this is a good move for CBS, and they are going to at the same time protect those properties because you still got what. Uh, 36 more weeks uh, worth of programming to deal with after um, all of these games are are done. So I think they will protect those properties and that CBS will be in a good space uh, come this time next year. Well, one thing that I, I do want to say is, I mean, you have to, to, to understand that there are a lot of people, even though NFL is the national pastime, there are still a lot of people who don't watch. Uh, you know, so putting it on CBS is a way to reach some of those people. But there are also there are a lot of people that watch football that don't watch CBS. You know, they don't necessarily care for CBS. Like I can honestly say, prior to maybe a year or two ago, I wasn't big on you know what CBS was putting out in their programming. So now, if I you know didn't watch Big Bang or or Two Broke Girls or whatever. And I'm watching the you know football game on CBS. Now I can see the commercials for those shows and say, you know what, you know those those folks might be pretty hilarious. Maybe I should check it out. You know, you are absolutely right. And I was just thinking, and I don't know. Um, I believe this was during your your time there. It might have been right before your time where we started working together. Do you remember a few seasons ago when we were going late? 
late into the year and the Patriots were still undefeated. And it was a Thursday night game, which were usually broadcast on the NFL Network, which a lot of people didn't get. So what they ended up doing is splitting the broadcast rights for that. And you had two different networks broadcasting the same game. You had CBS and you had NBC. Unprecedented since the time of Super Bowl One, when I believe it was on all three networks simultaneously. Um, I, you know, I think the NFL is like, listen, we're we're not stupid. Something like that could happen again, and we've already got something in place. You don't want to split and fragment it. Yes, you got your money from both uh, broadcast networks, but at the same time, you want to have some loyalty there that said, hey, on Thursday night, it's broadcast is involved. We're going with CBS uh, so that we don't have to fragment our audience because if I'm in New England um, and I'm NFL Network and I'm CBS or I'm NBC, um, you know you're going to get a large thing, but you're just basically you're you're splitting profit against yourself because half of your audience, instead of all of them watching it on CBS, half of them were watching it on CBS, half of them were watching it on NBC and the, N- and the networks and the NFL is like, listen, we can't have that happen again. No, you're absolutely right, man. I think, you know, look, say what you will about the NFL, Roger Goodell, that team of people that they have in, in regards to their marketing and regards to their business, they're doing a phenomenal job. And, again, taking advantage of uh, the money while it's there, um, because we will see a change. I mean, at one point in time, baseball was a national pastime, and, you know, because of changes, because of strikes, people got greedy, the American public lost uh, interest, and that will eventually happen with football as well. As long as there's fantasy football, I think you'll always have fans, but um, the, the casual fan will eventually go away because we can see, you know, the Super Bowl commercials have gotten trashier and worse over the past, you know, a couple of years, and I don't mean trash in a, in a derogative way. I mean, they're just sorry, like sloppy. So a lot of people who normally watch the Super Bowl, just elaborate, you know, the commercials, they're not watching anymore. So I, I, I congratulate them for making money while they can. You're absolutely right. And I will tell you, as a baseball fan, I have seen this for strike. You're right. You will lose fans. The uh, NHL saw it. I think football is big. I don't think it's bigger than uh it's fan base. I no, think that not. I think that the the, the 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 diehards will always be there. Your common fans, hey, you know, I'm putting my money out there to come see you. And you know, really, it doesn't matter if a player union is right or player union is wrong when it comes to a lockout. If owners are right or wrong, your casual fan looks at it. There's a bunch of rich men arguing over more money, and they'll go and spend their hard-earned money somewhere else. So I will agree with you on that point. So let's go forward um, from here, TJ. This past year, you notice you had major stars returning to primetime television. After big hits of the past, you had Robin Williams, huge former, you know, star, had more him than the, you know, all these big TV things that he did, Aladdin, all these big movies that he did, Return with the Crazy Ones, 
Sean Hayes from Will and Grace returned with Sean Saves the World. Michael J. Fox returned with the Michael J. Fox show. All three of them canceled after one season or with the former two, the, uh, Michael J. Fox and Sean Hayes didn't even get a full season before they yanked that. Is that going to put a halt, in your opinion, to some of these bigger stars? Maybe they're not getting the movie roles that they wanted and they can come back and get a good big paycheck. Is that going to put a halt to that, in your opinion? I don't think it is because there is so much money in television. You know, with movie deals, unless you're a big-time star, and I, I, I say names like Bradley Cooper because of the, the check that he got off of The Hangover 3 being over $20 million, but, you know, unless you are a big star that, you know, can that has uh, the power uh, to get a big check regardless of how the movie does, you know, you kind of got to go where the money is at, and television is where it's at. I, I think I don't think in any time in American history has television been as big as it is now. Um, it's gotten so big that where there are even people who don't have cable or DirecTV or DISH because they've got the Internet, and they, they, they have a Hulu Plus subscription, and they'll watch all the shows the night after they air and be fine. But television is huge. And when you have shows with success like, uh, you know, The Sopranos, like Sons of Anarchy, like Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead, more and more people are becoming, like, drawn to television. So for that reason, uh, there's always going to be the big stars that are willing to make that comeback because they realize that you can get a huge contract. I mean, when you're talking about Seinfeld getting $30 million an episode, I believe it was, uh, for his final season, and when you're talking about the characters of The Simpsons getting, you know, close to or over 100000 per episode to do a cartoon where you're not even seeing their faces, you know, there's always potential uh, for, for stars to come back to television. So even if they fail, their exposure is out there. Somebody, you know, directing a movie may say, hey, I forgot Robin Williams was still alive. Maybe I should put him in a movie. And then we go from there. You you make an excellent point, man. This is what I've heard. You've got television uh, versus movies. Television known for two things. Uh, and then I'll, I'm going to flip-flop from here. Television is where you go to get known. Uh, uh, George Clooney had four or five TV shows before he hit it really big with ER and then went on to movies, okay? Television is where you get known. Movies are where you go to get rich and famous. And then you go back to television to stay rich and famous. Um, Jay Moore put it best when he talked about the Charlie Sheen situation with two and a half men a few years ago. When you realize what Charlie Sheen walked away from, he was making over $2 million per episode. Uh, Over a season, that's more than any Major League Baseball player was making. And with Charlie Sheen, there's never an away game. You go to the same place every single week. That's what he was walking away from, plus all of those millions that he is trying for syndication because I can tell you, I can flip through in a 24-hour period. I could probably find two and a half men on my satellite probably 24 times. Absolutely. So I think that they uh, will look at it and maybe um, – hopefully pick better 
better projects and maybe one of these projects. I'm not saying any of these shows were bad. I didn't watch any of them. But just because they didn't hold my interest, maybe in one of these um, projects coming along will, will hold my interest, which is why now you have seen Christian Slater fail at three different television shows, but he's going to keep trying because you only have to succeed one time. So I think that the stars will keep coming um, in order to uh, stay famous and stay rich. Uh, oh, you're another, absolutely right, my friend. Another trend that is happening is these shorter TV series links. Um, it used to be you had back in the the old days in the infancy of television versus for its first few decades, you could have almost 40 episodes um, for TV season, definitely 30 plus because they ran probably almost 30 straight weeks. There were many shows that had new episodes on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, if you look back at at the thing. Then it shortened uh, into the 20s. Now you're looking at a good, good season-long episode, if you're looking at the old traditional model, is 22 to 24 episodes. Now TV uh, executives are saying, hey, wait a minute. We are looking at the the old model doesn't always work. You've got people who like to binge watch things. So you've got mixed results as a result of that. What do I say? What do I mean by that? 13 episodes are what the um, season orders are for now, which shows like The Following or Sleepy Hollow or Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. They were all 13 episode commitment, and I could name about 20 more probably. Um, and that's what they are, that's what network executives are putting out. So what do you think about this new model of we're going to do shorter seasons instead of trying to wrap this thing out for 22 to 24 episodes? Uh, loyalty has changed um, over the course of time. I mean, back in the day when we're talking about 30-some-odd episodes. I mean, you're talking about Jefferson's Good Times, 227, and I name all these shows. I'm talking about uh, All in the Family. This is back in the day, you know, that that there was not so much. Uh, the, the the competition wasn't necessarily as great as it is now. Uh, reality TV has put us in a position where, as a society, we, uh, we have choices. Um, so I think now the the writers after that last strike are setting themselves up for success. Why put in the work for a thirty episode season or a forty episode season when you can have thirty or forty episodes in four seasons? That's guaranteeing your check. That's guaranteeing longevity. And with the the influx of social media being the way that it is right now, you know. I'm watching shows, and I'm seeing at the bottom, hashtag Mama Pope, hashtag Scandal. I mean, they're driving the conversation. Society is being driven by media. Uh, so they give you 13 episodes, and they make you talk about it all off season. Instead of asking the question, why wasn't the single season longer, we're asking the question, when will it come back? You know, we're not outraged. And that's because they're, they're doing a phenomenal job of driving the conversation um, and the, the, I can't blame 
the the writers for looking out for their best interest. And also, with 13 episodes, you know that things are going to run right straight through. You've got less episode orders to deal with, so you don't have to do those, what I like to call filler episodes or bottle episodes where not much happens. You're just having an episode in order to create enough content to fulfill that 22-episode order. If you say, listen, we've got to tell a story with a because uh, every story is the same. You got to have a beginning, you got to have a middle, and you got to have an end. And if you've only got 13 episodes to work with, there's not a lot of time for a filler. Uh, because you're right, people don't, you know, they don't have to stay around for that, um, for that long anymore because they've got other options. I like it. You, and there's another thing, you know, if I've got Sleepy Hollow in the fall, oh, that's ending. Oh, man, what am I going to watch now? Oh, the following is coming on next week. I can start watching that. Then when that goes off, you know, another show comes on over the summer because you can see more and more of these summer shows starting to get picked up, and they're only on during the summer. So you have one show picking up after another. ABC had this model that they were going to use. They were going to have their show once upon a time beyond its winter run. Then when that finished, and that was going into hiatus, they were, going, they were supposed to have Once Upon a Time in Wonderland come in, fill that gap for a few weeks. Then once it finished its run, Once Upon a Time would come back on. But then they said, hey, we've got this show. Let's put it on a Thursday night. Oh, by the way, we're going to put it on Thursday nights. opposite the number one show, number one comedy on television. And <laughs> as, a result, it, as a result, it's not coming back. ABC has since learned its lesson and they're making an Agent Carter series uh, from Marvel, which will pick up Agent Carter from the Captain America films um, right. and, and her and her adventures after Cap goes missing um, and also which leads to the setting up of S.H.I.E.L.D. back in the 40s and then the 50s. So that'll be interesting and they're going to do that. They say now, again, they could change uh, in between Shield season winter stuff and and spring stuff. So, like I said, it should be interesting to see uh, what they do there. But talking about that, I don't know if you watch uh, Marvel's Agent of Shield, but I will give ABC credit. ABC, the Marvel Studios, and Disney, they're all owned by Disney. They took a major chance on Agents of Shield. Because I thought it was just going to be, hey, we will tangentially tie this into some of these movies that we've got on. But no, they took a major gamble um, and tied it in heavily with first Thor's of the Dark World and even more heavily with Captain America. And it seemed to, you know, for the most part, pay off for them. What do you think about them taking this chance on this series? And are you looking for other networks to do something similar with their property. I don't know, you know, of, of very many uh, other opportunities like what Disney has with Marvel. I mean, Marvel right now, since the original trilogy of X-Men came out, has been a, a mainstay in moviegoers for weekends now for years. And they did take a chance. I, whenever I heard that they were coming out with a show, 
I was I, I honestly I was like, wow, you know, this is uh this is gonna be a really big gamble and then I, I got into the first episode and I was like, Ah, okay. They're not talking about the characters that we're seeing in the movies like the Thor and the Incredible Hulk, but they uh, are introducing new characters. And I'm like, okay, that's something different. But then I'm seeing the trailers for more shows, and they're like, you know, based on what happened in Winter Soldier, and I'm like, are you serious? Like, you know, that's driving people to go see the movie. That's some of the most intelligent marketing I've ever seen. You're driving people to go see the movie so that they can keep up with the television show. That's phenomenal. So I, do I think other people will try it? I don't know, only because the likelihood of having a movie tie into a show as seamlessly as Marvel has done is very difficult because there aren't very many TV shows that are spinoffs of movies right now. But do I give Disney credit? Absolutely. I don't know how long this is going to last. I was actually surprised to see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. go on as long as it did, but I give them credit for what they did, man. Intelligent. Well, I, I, and I mentioned this on, on my show last week. I said DC has a chance to do something similar, not exactly the same, but DC next season will have four distinct shows over three different networks. Now, I don't absolutely don't expect those shows to cross because they'll all be from different studios, but you have got already on the CW, you've got Arrow, which is a property of, of DC. Um, it's their Green Arrow character. A spinoff of that coming next season is The Flash. So you can have some cross promotion um, through there. You're right. Because it's already been set up. Over on Fox, you've got Gotham dealing with Gotham City pre Batman. In fact, um, I said you can, if you watch the trailer, you see a young Bruce Wayne just after his parents are murdered. Uh, but it's going to be dealing with the Gotham um, Police Department and young Jim Gordon, as well as all of these people who eventually come Batman's Rogue Gallery, such as the Riddler uh, and Two-Face and, and people like that. Maybe before they become all these nefarious characters, you'll see how they'll deal with that. Over on NBC, you're going to have Constantine, which is the uh, network interpretation of DC comic Hellblazer. So they've got a few chances to branch out and just do something creatively different with these four properties. Hearing you say that, because obviously I come to you uh, for my knowledge, um, hearing you tell me that there are that I see now the potential, um, and I want to see how it works out. Because um, looking at this next Superman movie that they're doing, Superman versus Batman, it obviously is looking like uh, you know Super Friends. So let's. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens, man. But you got me intrigued, brother. Well, that's you know that's what I'm I'm here for just to give you a little a little tease, and all that. Little taste, just, little a taste. just a little taste. Uh, just a little just a little taste when it comes down to it. Um, and I, I've got to talk to you. I've got to, just a few more minutes here. But while while I've got you, I've got to talk about my guilty pleasure. Um, in fact, I'm still trying to catch up 
but, you know, going in and out and doing different things, you know how it is. You don't always get a chance to catch up on all your shows and have to get them where you can. And that has been probably the biggest hit for me from this past season, NBC's The Blacklist. Um, it was the first show to get a full season pickup. Not long after that, it got a pickup for season two, I think last November. Um, a huge hit for NBC, James Spader just, I think, just hit it out of the park when it comes to this um, uh, character of uh, Raymond uh, Reddington. Have you seen the show, and what are your thoughts of it? I have not, and the reason that I have not is me being the the watcher that I am will not get into a show unless I'm right there for the first episode. So, um... I'm playing the waiting game to this summer uh, when all the seasons are up on Netflix and um, and I, I can get current before the next season starts in the fall. Man, there's so much stuff out, bro. I I I, I feel like like hurt that I can't watch it all. Dude, I am the same way. Uh, I think we're going to go a little bit long on this. I know we've got people listening live. If you're listening live. Uh, It'll get you something to eat, and then the overplay uh, will be on in just a uh, few minutes. So if we lose you live, we'll catch you on in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening. Woohoo! <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, but uh, dude, I'm telling you, it is just a fantastic show, and you're wondering, oh my goodness, where do we go from here? You know uh, all these all these different twists and turns, and it was one of those shows that it keeps me on the edge of my seat, really. And and like I said, you're wondering where. Oh my goodness, where are they going next? You've got three or four different little threads going here, and they're starting to all come together as I am watching it. I think I've got like four episodes left recorded, and you're like. Oh my goodness! How are they gonna? Because you see everything coming together, and you wonder how is this all gonna tie together? I like stuff like that. No man, I'm absolutely with you. You give me a, a show that's well written. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to have all the star quality in the world. Just be well written, and and you know, some of these no name actors can give me some some something to look forward to. But you know, if you've got a, a, a plot line that that'll keep me wet, uh, then I will, I'm always down the watch. And I'm noticing that more and more of some really outstanding shows. Um, you know, I could go over all the shows that I watch and there's still probably, uh, 80 shows that I'm missing that you can tell me, Hey, what about this one? And I can be like, yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> well, it's not that. I think you hit it. I think you hit the nail on the head. There's just so much, out there now. Um, with that being said, there's so much out there that's just not good. Yet people yeah, watch it. Yet people watch it, and when it all comes down to it, what you are really after the number one game, whether you're watching a movie, a television show, something on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. Amazon is getting into this. Uh, game too, and they have uh, redoubled their efforts. They've putting out original stuff as well as signing a 
packed with HBO. We can get HBO shows on Amazon now. Uh, there's just so much stuff out there, but it doesn't matter which company it comes from. At the end of the day, it's all about selling ad dollars. You know, we're trying to sell yeah. soap and toothpaste. That's all. What really what it's all about. So if I put up a uh, one of those old bars and tones, one of those, and every three minutes or so put up a 10-second commercial for soap, and people watched it, the networks would be just as happy as if they had the number one show on the network. That I mean, it's it's all on the marketing with a lot of these shows, though. I mean, you know, you can have like, and I, I think you've seen it before, where a show you, you're you're flipping the channels, and you know you're you're bored, and you, you stumble upon something, and you're like, where did this come from? You know, uh, but you know, because they don't they don't market it very well. But you know, you're right. Advertising dollars is where it's at. Having worked in the advertising game. Yeah, you know, advertising dollars is where it is at, man. So if it's a pilot and they get you for one episode or uh like what was that show on NBC? Um it was like a Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type thing where they were promoting the oh, hell yeah. out of it and it it lasted oh, yeah. all and one episode and then they canceled it. Well, I mean I I couldn't I thought it got two episodes, but I couldn't tell you the name You're right, it did get two. I, I remember the, but I, but you know, they said that the second week had to dramatically improve, and it just didn't. But I watched that um, commercial for everything for about a month and a half for that, and I remember images from it, even if I don't remember the name of that uh, series or what they said in the commercial. But I do remember the images. It was right. You're right. It was a Jekyll and Hyde. Thing. Uh, there was something from ABC, The Asset, a spy thriller set in the 80s. That lasted two episodes um, this year. Um, but if if it doesn't sell right away, um, they can't afford to keep it on. You know, it used to be um, that networks could afford to have a little leeway that they can't afford to find, you know, to have the audience try to find them because of some quality um, show that just can't anymore. As much as I love Arrested Development, you know, you can't really blame Fox for canceling it the first time because nobody watched. Right. And now, are you seeing what's going on with that show, bro? No. What, what's the latest? I I read an article. You knew they were supposed to be doing a movie, right? Right, yes, I did. So now the talks is that the movie that they're doing is not actually going to go to theaters. It's going to be straight to Netflix. And um, and everybody signed on for the movie, so now it's just a matter of where it's going to be released. And then also uh, there is talks of a fifth season going straight to Netflix. Uh, the creator has said that Netflix has been more than uh, – awesome to them and they want to take care of the Netflix audience uh, because the money is there, but also um, Fox still owns rights to Arrested Development. So anything that they do, Fox has the green lighted. Um, so with the success that the show has gotten um, on Netflix for that fourth season and all the buzz about the uh, the movie and in terms of season, you know, Fox, Fox wants a piece. So that's why they haven't 
they keep pushing it back because at first the release was supposed to be in 13, then the movie was supposed to release in 14. Now it's all on hold because Fox wants a piece. Right, which will uh, bring up the old, um, I call it the old James Bond quandary because now you've got, and I say James Bond quandary because in the 80s, Pierce Brosnan was on a show on NBC called Remington Steel. It went four seasons. They said, oh, you've been canceled. And the moment you cancel a show, you still have the option on those actors for a certain amount of time. Um, Pierce Brosnan then immediately signed on to become James Bond, and his face was everywhere. NBC says, oh, well, let's do that. Oh, we've picked up Remington Steel for a fifth season. A fifth season that uh, coincidentally consisted of three two-hour movies supposedly to set to finish the season series up. But the uh, option was out there. He had to back out of the James Bond role and didn't get it until about eight years later, and Timothy Dawson got it in the, in the 80s. Um, I'm worried now, though, what's going to happen because of Will Arnett is um, optioned through CBS. I don't know the studio that holds that thing of the Millers, but the Millers was picked up for a second season. So I'm hoping that that doesn't keep him away from the show because you can't have an Arrested Development anything without Joe being a part of it. Oh, no, man. If God is not in a place, then, you know, there, there really is nothing. So I'm hoping that that one, you know, gets uh, taken care of. I'm hoping that um, I'm waiting on the In Living Color uh, reunion. Uh, that's, that has already been, you know, the actors have already been paid for it. They've already done some skits. Um, so I'm waiting to see, you know, when Keenan Ivory is actually going to release that footage and show us that. If that has to go straight to Netflix as well, that's fine. I don't care. i my subscription is paid up, but um, I, I heard Tommy Davidson talking about it. They've already been paid for it, so I know Keenan isn't going to pay anybody for something that's not actually going to make him some money. So uh, I'm ready to see a living color be brought back as well. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, there's so much stuff out there, bro, uh, that I'm just I'm waiting to get my hands on, man. And, I mean, we got Orange is the New Black coming back next week for its second season. I just got in the house of cards. This week, and I cannot wait to watch both of those seasons. I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me this summer. True Blood's last season is starting. Uh, Sons of Anarchy's last season starts in the fall. There's too much stuff going on, bro. It seems like that's the case every uh, single year. You know, uh, last year, what did we have? We had the Breaking Bad finale. You had Dexter. Um, you had Dexter ending. Um, how I Met Your Mother, and it, it seems like every year you come up with something, and at the same time you have all this great stuff um, coming out. So it, it's a fantastic time to be a uh, a viewer of media because you've got all these options. It's not like the old days where it was just three channels, and, um, you know, there wasn't on one of those three channels. And Fears you and Night Court. Fears and Night Court. Yeah. Murphy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man. And you think about it, how weird it was. 
CBS when it had All in the Family, the Carol Burnett Show, Nash, um, Maude, the Jeffersons and all that, those shows were all on Saturday night. You had the top ten shows of the of the decade, and they were all on the same night. Now you Great. wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put a show about my best friend on Saturday nights because nobody would watch it. Dude, you're when I tell you you're absolutely right. My, my wife and I were talking about it. You know, we're like, if a show goes to Friday night, it goes to Friday night to die. Because movie movies premiere on Fridays. Fridays are nights that you go out to celebrate with your friends because the work week is, week is over. So if the show goes to a Friday night, it goes here to die. But Grimm on NBC seems to be doing fairly well there. Um, when I watched Persons Unknown, which was a summer show on NBC, uh, it, it inherently got canceled after this first season, and it was a phenomenal show. You should check it out on Netflix. That was on Saturday night. Uh, the event. Um, was it, which was another summer show. That was on Saturday night. And, you know, being a summer show, you're really only guaranteed that summer. Um, but, oh, man, you know, now it's Thursday night's your night. Tuesday night's is a big night. And Wednesday night, you know, Monday, it, it's hit or miss. you got a couple, but the, the middle of the week is where you go. At, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't know. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? I wa- Look, here, here's, here's the thing, right? Now tell me how stupid this is. I never watched the show. I was familiar mm-hmm. with it. Never watched the show. When I heard that it was ending, I, re- I mm-hmm. DVR'd the finale, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I watched it. And okay. I thought it was trash. Uh-oh. Really? Yeah, I, I I did not like what I thought. So if, if the, the finale is anything like the first eight seasons, then I didn't miss anything. Um, and I've got I, people have been so upset with me for saying that, but I I, I don't apologize. <laughs> well, a lot of people did not like, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to spoil it because I know people who listen to this who have not seen all of it yet. So I'm not going to spoil it, but I will I will say I will say this. For those people who hated the finale, who had seen all eight seasons before that, um, they were trying to do wish fulfillment for something that was just not there. Because if you watch the series intently, what had happened was sprinkled throughout the entire series. Um, and it was filmed, most of it was filmed nine years ago. They had a plan going in. They had that beginning middle and end um and and they followed through those people who didn't like it then they just were not in my opinion were not paying attention the whole time because you can tell you could tell where this thing was going and i'm, I'm like i said i'm not going to spoil it because i know people who listen to this show who would be very upset with me if i gave away what happened so I won't give it away either. I'm not that much of a jerk. I'm a little bit of a jerk, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take it away from him. Hey, dude. I know. I know a guy who was a comedian, and he said they were doing comedy at a show at a store across from a theater back in the '90s, and there was a couple that eating who were about to go over um, and watch The Sixth Sense, and then he said there was a fellow comedian. 
who walked over and told them the ending to the sixth sense just to ruin their day. That person. Wow. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I were talking about the sixth sense yesterday um, because we were having a conversation about how good movies have been done. We are talking about Final Destination, how you could watch one of the Final Destination movies at any point not having seen the ones prior and still enjoy yourself. Fast and the Furious, we just saw Fast 6 last weekend, and I was telling her the chronological order of the movies, how Tokyo Drift is technically the sixth movie chronologically, uh, but, right. you know, it, it's the third one in, in, in the order of what was released. Um, and we talked about Saw, and, and then we got to talking about the six Sense and how well M. Night Shyamalan Lamalan did a good job on that movie, so no, man, no, that that would suck. If I if I were, if I were that couple, I would want to punch that dude in the face. Well, I hope that they did. I, I never got the the fallout, but 